Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Wow, what a blessing. Tell somebody what a blessing. Tell another person, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And tell the person, you are in the house of the Lord. I want to see your gladness. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. Fantastic. Well, it is time for us to give our offering to pay our tithes and do as the Lord will have us. But you know that in our church, we We, we just don't do things. We do things that is written in the word of God. Amen. So to give your tithe, to give your offering, and to sow seeds, you need to be guided. Hallelujah. And fortunately for us, this year is also declared our year of seed time and harvest. Hallelujah. Seed time and harvest. So... I'm very sure you are going to sow some wonderful, precious seeds that will bring a harvest that will make you happy. Hallelujah. Okay, so I started sharing with you the 15 laws of sowing and reaping. 15 laws. There are 15 laws. There are many other things, but what we've been talking about is the 15 laws of sowing and reaping. There's a law that go, governs sowing and reaping, and I want to read some for you. We notice that the first one we notice is the law that you must plant something. Tell somebody you must plant something. Okay, so in John 12, 24, the Bible says that except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and die, it abided alone. But if it die, It bringeth forth much fruits. Amen. So the need to sow something is present with us. Wow. I can see the newly uh, married people walk into the church. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hallelujah. Oh, you can do better. Put your hands together for them. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. They are wearing something green. Too much. Your Saturday is also coming. Hallelujah. So the first law is the law that you must plant something. Tell somebody you must plant something. You know, if... That is, the, that is the simplest definition of prosperity. You know, God works with principles. 
God works with principles, but sometimes, unfortunately, we the Christians, we allow the uh, worldly people to take the principles by which God works, and we rather embrace the person. Do you understand? If you read the Bible, you notice that Jesus is not just uh, a person. His name also works. Yeah, so the person of Jesus works and the name of Jesus also works. Hallelujah. If I cannot go to the bank or to where I need to go, I can write a letter and sign. It's called authority note. So my authority or my name can also open, give you whatever I was supposed to receive. Hallelujah. Just this morning, I had to take some books that we are about to launch. How you can say, how can I say thank you? How can I say thank you? Yeah, this is the latest book that our father has written. And we are going to launch it. And it will be a blessing to us. Amen. But I was supposed to pick it up from the uh, uh, bus station in Cape. I couldn't go because I was here. I asked somebody to go in my name. Do, do you understand? Yeah, so you notice that the name works. Hallelujah. But there's also principle. The way people, the principle that the person, Mr. and Mrs., you are most welcome. It's working. Have you become fair or something? Hey. My God. People get married within a week, they are looking better and fair. I, I, I think that there's a secret we all need to find out. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so what I'm saying is that Jesus is the Son of God. His name works, His power works, but it's, there's also principles. Are you getting it? But the world goes for the principles. For instance, you notice that Jesus used a certain principle that the world is tapped into, the principle of the 80-20, the 80-20 principle. He spent all his time, okay, not on the 80% of the people. He spent his time on the 20, just 12 apostles. He had a lot of disciples, thousands and thousands of women, but he chose only 12, the few. He spent time with them. He was with them all the time. Are you there? And that 12 has done what we are seeing today. The, 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 the words of Jesus, his ministry has gone further and far. Do you understand? But he did not say that this is the principle of 80-20. Spend 80% of your time with the 20% that are important. And 20% of the time with the 80% who may or may not respond. But we see these principles and the world is taking it. You see, you look into the Bible and you can see the principle of even, even leadership. The principle of sowing different things. And all I'm saying is that the first principle of sowing and reaping is that you must sow something. If you don't source anything, you are not ready for. That is what the Bible says. Faith without works is dead. Say, show me. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you my faith with works. 
Sometimes when people come to be prayed for, for employment, you pray for them and you ask them, so have you been applying? They say, yes. How many places have you applied to? They say, after a week or two, they say, two. <laughs> two. You've applied to two places. Say, but I'm still continuing. I say, nah, 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 nah. Now, if you are not working, your work is finding work. I say, if you are not working, your work is finding work. And you need to, the finding of the work should be eight hours. If you are not applying almost 20 to 50 companies a day, you are not working. Take a book and begin to number the name of the company, the position you applied for, what was the salary, what was the telephone number, who am I? So write it and you, you, you do it. Do something. Amen? Amen? Don't come and collect the prayer. Hands have been laid on you. Legs have been stamped on you. And you've gone to lie down, expecting that an angel will give you a dream. And tell you that you, you are now, or we're expecting the appointment later also in your dream. You need to do something. Hallelujah. Yeah. Like one uh, lady came to Bishop, the prophet, he said, Prophet, uh, we've gotten married, but we can't have a seat. They said, oh, how long? Then he mentioned the number of years. They said, but are you and your husband doing what you, you are supposed to do? When was the last time you and your husband were together? So it's been some time, about uh, uh, two or something months. So Bishop said, okay, I will Bluetooth the baby to you. You go, I will, I will send the baby to you by Bluetooth. You are not doing what you are supposed to do to bring the baby, but you want prayers. Are you here? If you want to be blessed, you want God to bless you. How God blesses people is that that's the simplest definition of prosperity. He allows you to do the normal thing. And instead of harvesting a normal harvest, he blesses the harvest and the harvest becomes abnormal harvest. That is prosperity. Amen. Yeah, so you sow the normal seed that you are expecting a cup or two handful of harvest, then it becomes 10 sacks of harvest. You are blessed. Amen. That is why even Jesus coming into the world, he could have come just like he created Adam. Jesus could have dropped from, we see angels, he sends angels to Abraham, different people. Open, open the door. Are you feeling cold? You did not uh, hooked it. Somebody who knows what to do should help. Hallelujah. But Jesus came through the birth canal. You know, God does things. That's why the natural and the supernatural, it's like how we weave, how you do, uh, uh, is it twist or cornrow or whatever. You see how you, you do it. How do you do it? Yeah, you breathe there. There's a hairdresser here. Tell me, how do you do it? You twist. If you have red and, let's say, yellow uh, uh, thread and you weave it, 
You see that you will see red here, yellow here. It will be uh, alternating. Do you understand? Yeah, that is how the natural and the supernatural is. Sometimes it is natural. Sometimes it's supernatural. You, you wouldn't even know. So you may think that it's just a normal thing you are doing. Oh, I guess so. No. Then a supernatural hand comes over it and causes a harvest that you can never. You sow an ordinary seed into the ground. How does the seed become a tree? Or, be, or how does the seed have a harvest? That is supernatural. Hallelujah. God, God causes it to disintegrate. It rots. It disappears. Then you see that something else is coming out of the place. That is supernatural. But you need to do the natural one. Tell somebody, sow something. And tell another person, I'm sowing something. Number two. The second one we saw is that you must plant in good ground. It's not every ground that can guarantee you a harvest. Are you there? So if you are sowing, good. But sow in a good ground. Sow in a ground that will guarantee you a harvest. Jesus spoke about the sower who went to sow. And Bible said when he sowed, some fell into a good place. And uh, Result was that the harvest was 104, 60, and 30. But some also fell on the wayside. It did not do well. Some fell by tongues. Okay? So it is not every place that you need to sow. If you want to plant something that will do well, you need to prepare the ground very well. So in Matthew chapter 13, verse number 3, the Bible says, but some fell into good ground. Hallelujah. And this church, this ministry, this commission is a very good ground for you to sow into it. I did not hear a lot of amen. amen. I said this commission is a very good ground to sow into it. Amen. Yeah. There are places, one, one man of, uh, one man is a, uh, as I'm talking now, it's open a, the biggest poultry farm in Nigeria. He came here for some time, and he, he gave a tithe. I prayed with him. He called, he said, Pastor, I have been doing this. I paid tithe, and I've been giving for some time. But since I did it in your church, I said, since I did it where? In your church. The doors that has been opened, businesses that I'm doing. Then he sent me pictures of advert that he was doing, different things. So I am telling you that this is a very good crown for you to sow. Hallelujah. When you sow here, it will result in a church building, it will result in a crusade, it will result many things that God wants us to do. When you give your offering, you give your tithe. I'm not the one who sit and count it. After the service, I don't take your offering and put it in my car and go and share it with my wife. You know, there are churches that the treasure, the main treasure is the pastor's wife. You get it. So when you finish giving, as you are giving and this thing, they are already calculating. No. My, 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 my work as a pastor is not to count your money. I also give my offering. I also pay my tithe. It's somebody's duty to ensure three or four people to 
count and make sure. And the people who count your money, they don't go to the place with even purse or wallet. We seg them. Hey, how oh, you don't know? That's why you are not a treasure. We seg them. Sometimes we come. Even if your breast is big, we will let somebody remove it. Check under the breast whether you've put some of our money there. Sure. I'm very serious. You can't go into where they count the money with your bag. You can't put it in. We search. Hey, we come and search you. I will get a lady to check different places. Just in case somebody's seed is going somewhere. Because a person should have a harvest. Oh? Yeah. I'm very serious. I'm not joking. If I'm joking, I will tell you that it's a joke. It's not a joke at all. Sometimes they, they will be there and I will go. I say, okay, it's a, a certain your back. Why, why, why is this here? They say, hey, sure. What do you think? Yeah, so that you will have a true harvest from the seeds you sow. Say amen. amen. Number three, you must plant large amount of seed. Amen. amen. Now, if you sow little, you shall harvest little. If you sow big, you shall have big. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 6, the TLB translation says, But remember this, if you give little, you will get little. A farmer who plants just a few seeds will get only small crop. But if he plants much, he will reap much. Say amen. amen. Number four, some of the seeds will be lost. Do you understand? Some of the seeds that you sow will be lost. That's why sometimes there's fuel in the car, but still it will not go. You get it. Have you been there that there's water in the bucket, but you still cannot use it to bath? Hello? Have you been there that you have a soap, but the soap cannot, it's not enough? How many have? There's food, but when you see the food, you become angry. So this food, it's like it cannot do what it's supposed to do. You are given a glass of water, and the water will make you even more tasty. How many understand? Yeah, so you need to know that some of the seeds that you are sowing will not respond. That's why in our church, we sow in the morning and we sow in the evening. You give first offering and second offering. Can I have your loudest amen? amen. All right. So the Bible says that the sower, when he sowed, some fell by the wayside. Some also fell on a stony ground. And, and some also will fall on a stony places. But there's always the tendency that some will fall on a good ground. Hallelujah. Okay. So this also goes to say that some of your seeds will never develop because some may fall on a good ground in different places. Okay. Number six. You must plant the type of seeds you expect. Are you there? You must plant the type of seeds you expect. In Genesis chapter 1, verse number 12, the Bible says, And the earth brought forth grass and herb 
yielding seed after his kind. Can I take that again? And the earth brought forth what grass and help yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruits whose seed was in itself after his kind and God saw that it was good. Amen. So if you want to sow a good seed, you need to sow good seeds. Hallelujah. You cannot go and have a potato farm and you are expecting that when it is time for harvest, it will be strawberries. It doesn't work like that. You cannot plant chilies and when it is harvest, you are expecting tomatoes. It doesn't work like that. So you need to sow. Hallelujah. The Bible said, do unto others what you expect them to do unto you. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. The last one for today is, is the nine. Your seed will grow by God's miracle power. Your seed will grow by God's what? Miracle power. There's a power. There's a supernatural element involved in having a harvest. In Mark chapter two, uh, 4, verse number 26 to 27. And 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 6. Okay, let's read the 1 Corinthians first. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 6. The Bible says, I have planted Apollos, what? Watered, but God gave the increase. So that's why you need to sow your seed where God is. Because you can sow the seed and nothing will happen. Because Paul planted, Apollos watered, but it was God who gave the increase. Hallelujah. So when you move on, the Bible says, so neither is he that planted anything or he that watered it, but God who gave it the increase. Are you there? Yeah, you can do whatever you want to do. If God doesn't cause it to grow, it will never. Yeah, that's why some people have married. They have done what they want to do. It's God who blesses what you do. Hallelujah. In the seemingly natural thing, there's a supernatural element. And God had to humble Nebuchadnezzar because Nebuchadnezzar took that element away. He did not want to respect that supernatural uh, uh, power of God that comes. So he turned him into an animal and said, he will be wet seven times over, time over time, and he will grow feathers, and he, he, he will be wet, and all that, until he learns and he acknowledges that God, the Most High God, rules and reigns in the affairs of man. Can I have your loudest amen? amen? You need to understand that God rules in the affairs of man. God rules in the affairs of man. God rules in the affairs of men. That God element, don't take it away. We thank God that you steady hard. We thank God that you, you, you are hardworking. We thank God that you plan. We thank God that you are dedicated. We thank God for all those things. But who gave you your mind? Who gave you the energy? How did you even wake up? There is a supernatural element. Hallelujah. I said there is a supernatural element. There are people who go to virgin active. They exercise, but still they are putting on weight. There are people who are not eating, but they are 
increasing on all sides. And there are people, I'm telling you, there are people, they don't even know what they do. They don't have money to even buy the cream that you have. But their skin is smooth. There are people, they don't even know the name of the cream they are using. But their hair is long. You have all the other things, but still, the hairline is going back. Tell somebody, God rules in the affairs of men. Hallelujah. Your seed will grow by God's miracle power. In Mark chapter 4, verse 24 and 27, the Bible says, And he said, So is the kingdom of God. If a man should cast seed into the ground, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, he knoweth not how. Do you understand? He said, you sow a seed, you go and sleep, you wake up. You go and sleep, you wake up. Before you notice, the seed that you, you, you sowed into the ground has sprung up and is growing up. You don't even know when it took place and how. And he's saying that that which happened, that which happened, it is by the power of God. Hallelujah. The supernatural power and hand of God. Amen. All I have said is to guide you to give a good offering. So take your offering, take your seats, take your tithe, and let us pray. Take it and let's pray. Lift it on your iPad, on your chipad, on your tablet, whatever you are using, on your phone. Yeah. Those who are watching me on Facebook, you are not excluded in this. You are part of it. You are even sitting in the comfort of your home so you can give a good offering. Lift it and let's pray. Father, in accordance with your word, you said, whilst the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will not cease. Lord, we lift our seed, our tithe, our offering before you this morning that your word will be fulfilled. We give in accordance with your word. Let us have a harvest over and above what we have imagined. Thank you for your miracle power that causes the seed to bring forth plentifully in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please go ahead. Send it to the church account. Ashes also go around and God bless you. Dancing stars. We are in a Jesus encounter service. Hallelujah. Can I hear only this side? Shout for Jesus. Shout for Jesus. Shout for Jesus. Exodus chapter 7 verse 11. Exodus 7 11. Uh, uh, the person I'm going to invite to come and stand and teach us. Last week he taught us that there is a seed of saving God. Hallelujah. 
And the Bible says in Exodus 7, 11, 16, it says that when, when God spoke to Moses about the Israelites, he said, Moses, go and talk to Pharaoh and tell him that let my people go so that they may save me. Hallelujah. And we are really enjoying the series of seven seeds and seven harvests. Our pastor last week was teaching us from point number four, sowing a seed of saving God. I don't know what is coming on today, but I'm so excited and I'm expecting. Put your hands together. Let's welcome Bishop Napoleon Asher. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this great opportunity and the privilege we have to be in your house. Lord, above all, let your will be done. We are here in your name. Let your grace, let your favor, let your healing, let your power touch us in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. I can see some of you have not put your nose mask on. I think you should put it on. Protect yourself and protect your neighbor. Hey. Do we have a church member who is in the police force? Okay. Please put your nose mask on. It's still, let's observe all the protocols. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Are you happy to be in church? Okay. So we've been sharing and talking about seed time and harvest. How many have been here through this series? Yeah, we intend to continue because we are not done at all, hallelujah. Like I told you, the work of a hen towards the chicken is that the hen, even a hen, is mindful of the fact that the chicken are not able to swallow a whole grain and big food that they have to digest. So when you see, those of us who have lived in villages before, you notice that you see a hen or a duck moving with the duckling or the chicken. You notice that when the hen finds something, it uses it big to break it down, to make it very digestible for the little ones. How many have seen one before? Okay. So that is what uh, I intend doing. Our father preached a very powerful message on 31st. Okay, what brought us into the new year? And the title of the message is Seed Time and Harvest. Please get a message, listen to it over and over until every aspect of the message uh, penetrates you and you become the manifestation of the message. Amen. But I feel that the message is so packed that just listening to it once will not do the trick, will not. So let's listen to it over and over. And that's the message I am preaching. Hallelujah. So let's uh, take our notes and look at the messages. What the seven things that you need to know about um, seed. 
Okay, the seven things that you need to know. What is the first one? Is the first one, number one, is the seed of the flesh. Is that not it? Yeah. Seeds of the flesh. So if you need to sow seeds, don't sow it into your flesh. You can sow it into your spirit. It will be a blessing. Hallelujah. Number two is seed of money. We spoke about it. That God, our foundation scripture is found in Genesis chapter 8, verse number 22. It says, whilst the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. Is it there? Cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Hallelujah. So when Noah did something wonderful, and God was so blessed, okay, Bible said, when he offered a sacrifice, God smelled the savor, the aroma of the sacrifice, and he was so blessed by it. And God gave Noah a secret about the earth. He said, look, you are on earth, and this is what is going to uh, happen in earth. On earth, only two things are going to happen. Seed time and harvest, and the rest will be seasons. Hallelujah. So, you know, when you have a revelation, when you have, you know something, it guides you in what you do. Hallelujah. So, whatever you are doing, if you are on earth, you need to be sure of these two things. That your speech, your character, your behavior, even what you are wearing, is a seed you are sowing. It will harvest certain kinds of people, certain kinds of results, certain kinds of reply. How you talk. How you speak, how you treat other people, you will have the same uh, responses according to how you go about it. Are you here? Yeah, so convert whatever you are doing into a seed and see it as such because there is going to be a harvest. And the harvest time is assured, it's an appointed time. Hallelujah. Sometimes the harvest can come even in 10 years, in five years. Last week, uh, was it last week or Friday? I was talking to some, somebody came to me very worried. I said, why? He said, oh, pastor, you know, now I'm born again. I'm doing very well. I want to serve God. But when I was an unbeliever, we were drunk. I was drunk, and she was drunk. And even the lady was not my uh, girlfriend. It was somebody's girlfriend. We ended up behaving like husband and wife. That was, yeah, it says, this is 2015 or 2014. Yesterday, I was, he was talking to me on Friday. He said, yesterday, that was Thursday. The lady says that, send me a message to ask whether we protected ourselves on that day when we were drunk. I said, so what? He said, the truth is that we did not protect ourselves. So I told her. So after that, he sent me, the lady sent me a picture of my son. Seven-year-old boy or girl, I don't know. I said, the seed may take seven years, but you have... Seven-year-old Yeah. A seed that was sown in 2015 or 2014... He's even forgotten about. And you just get a call that there's a harvest. 
<laughs> what a shock. Oh, somebody are not shy. Say, what a shock. You may think that it is one stand. He's forgotten about it. Because now he's born again. He's born again. He's preaching against fornication. He preaches against adultery. That you cannot rebuking people. Then you hear a call that there is a harvest. <laughs> what a shock. So, look, see time, there's harvest. There's a harvest. It may take seven years, but there's a harvest. So, you see, what is sure is that once there is seed, there's going to be harvest. I don't want to tell you what I told uh, the brother. That one is, is, is not for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So whatever, I'm talking about seed of money. So whatever you are doing, convert it into seed. Are you there? Let your offering be a seed. Let your tithe be a seed. Appreciate the people in your life. You have a foster mother. Have a foster father. You have an auntie who was like a mother to you. Use money as a seed. Look at some people when it's uh, uh, somebody's birthday, then you go and buy chocolate that you don't eat. Easter egg that you yourself don't like. Then you have wrapped it and you are... You wait. When it's your time, we will also wrap something that you are afraid of. You have wrapped Easter egg. You, in your, in your real life, do you eat Easter egg? <laughs> so be mindful of the seeds that you are sowing. Because when it is harvest, you can have things that you cannot even have room for. Plenty of it. The next one is the seed of righteousness and the seed of lies. And the fourth one that we looked at last week was the seed of serving the Lord. Amen. Okay, today, the fifth one said the seed of tongues. I don't know whether you can handle this one. But I want to move on to the seed of the word. Hallelujah. Yeah, I will talk about the seed of tongues. The seed of tongues, the, the, the simple thing is that if you pay good with evil, the Bible said that evil will never depart from your home. When somebody has been kind to you, do you understand? When somebody has been kind to you and you decide to pay the person instead of thank you, the thank you is an attack. The thank you is an accusation. The Bible says that you, there, will, there will be a constant perpetual evil in your home. Yeah. yeah, there are people who, 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 who are specialized, uh, specialists in doing things like that. When you remember, you, you wish that you had not met them. You shouldn't be like that. Proverbs, whosoever rewarded evil for good, somebody has been kind to you. He allowed you to come and stay in his home. You did not have a father, you did not have a, a mother. Then you, after you've been to school and all that, 
Now you take over the person's husband. Hey! And the children of this person become wayward and they are out of school. Somebody who has helped you, is that how to pay the person? It is not going to be good. He said, evil shall not depart from his house. Maybe that it will be best that you, you, you sleep outside because when you have a house, the evil will be in it. Do you understand? So maybe it's better you don't rent a house. You don't have accommodation because he said, evil will not depart from your house. When you rent a room, the evil will be there. Yeah, you can be on your bed and you wake up, you are half bent because evil will be in your house. Bagre, armed robbers can come. Electrocution, you can't. Different things. So maybe you, you have to rather sleep outside. You find for forever and ever in your life, you decide that you will sleep outside because evil is, when you have a house, there will be evil in it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you sleep and you wake up and you notice that you, you have changed. Yeah. I saw one guy. I don't know what he did, but he was afraid of himself. One of his arms have turned into either crocodile or crocodile and snake. When he himself sees, he wants to run away from himself. It's not. So don't be somebody who is ungrateful. You don't remember what has been done to you. You were drowning before you came to church. We've come to church. A shepherd has bought a book for you, and this, now you are sleeping with your shepherd. <laughs> Say, Pastor, who, who told you? I know. <laughs> are you here? Okay. So let's move to uh, the seed of the word. Hallelujah. Tell somebody the seed of the word. Tell another person the seed of the word. Okay, turn your Bibles with me, if you will, to Isaiah chapter 55. I'm trying. It's a very short, very short message. Short according to my time, anyway. So, be sure that you hear it. Are you in Isaiah chapter 55? Let's read from verse... Which verse do you want to read? Okay, Isaiah chapter 55. I'm reading from verse number 8. Are you there? The Bible says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. How can God's thought be your thoughts? You would have been very good. <laughs> For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. How you want to do things is exactly how God doesn't want to do things. If you were God, many people would be dead by now. Say the Lord. (laughs) For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. So God says that, look, the distance between heaven and earth is the, di- the difference between how you do things and how he does things. It's the difference between 
your wisdom and his wisdom. That is, I mean, if you can measure the distance. Number 10, the Bible says, for as the rain, please, this is the seed of the word, so I need everybody to come along. We are going to read the word. It's the seed of the word. As the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not hither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth, and bad, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be, hallelujah, that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, God is talking, he says, look, my ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and you if you want to know the difference, the extent is the east from the west. Okay? It's heaven from earth. That is how far. Then he comes to tell us in verse number 10 that, listen to this. As the rain comes from, as rain cometh down and the snow from heaven. You know when it's raining, it comes from above. Yeah. Can you stop? Have you seen I mean, it's raining and the rain is going up. Have you seen some before? Have you seen that it's snowing and the snowing is going up? Have you seen one before? Yeah. And God says that these two things, the rain coming from above and the snow coming from above, and it says it has effect. This thing doesn't come just to water the earth, but it causes it, okay? It causes the earth Toward, bring forth and it causes it to bad. That when it rains and when snow comes, see that even the dry places begin to look green. Have you noticed that when it rains, places begin to look green? Yeah. So that, that, that is how it is. And it doesn't just do that, but it will give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. It says, so shall my word be. That is how the word of God is. When you find the Bible and when you find the word of God, hallelujah. I said, when you find the Bible and when you find the word of God, when you read the Bible and when you do the word of God, it will cause you to grow. You become green. You become fresh. You become fresh. Hallelujah. Things, places that are dry, that are cracked, can you Imagine a patched place, very dry, like a desert, a clay, patched, very dry. It rains, and suddenly the place becomes green. And we see leaves coming up, and we see vegetation. He said, that is how my word is. It doesn't matter whether you are poor. It doesn't matter who your mother is. It doesn't matter who your father is. It doesn't matter whether you have been to school. Whether you can write your name or not, that is not the case. If you can expose yourself to the word of God, all the dry places, even the wrinkles will go away. So that is how my word is. 
So those of us who don't have the word of God, who don't read the word of God, who don't have even a good Bible, your future is not nice. And I'm talking about the word of God. Amen. In our day and in our time, Christians are those who fill a form and indicate that they are not Buddhists or Muslims. But that is not who a Christian is. That is not who a Christian is. You are not a Christian because you felt a Christian, a Christian is not uh, somebody who is religious. No. You cannot be a Christian because you have filled a form. Amen. Many of us are born again, but we are not Christian. You are born again, I thank God for, but you are not a Christian. To be born again, according to John chapter 3, he said, Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So being born again causes you to see the kingdom. You understand that there's a church. And verse number five, I said, unless you are born of water and of the spirit, you cannot enter. Some of you have not entered even into the kingdom because all you have done is to be born again. And how did you become born again? By accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, I'm reading from Romans chapter 10, verse number 9 and 10. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So, by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that he died, God has raised him from the dead. You have believed and you have made you born again or will make you born again. But it doesn't make you a Christian. Those who are Christian, read. Bible says that the Christians, if you're a Christian, it means you're a little Christ. Those who were Christian, they saw them and they, they said first in Antioch, they saw that, wow. The Bible said that these people, they were called Christian first in Antioch. When they saw them, they behaved, they talked, they moved like people who had walked with Christ. Hmm? Look at Acts. And when he had found them, found him, sorry, he brought him to Antioch and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Hallelujah. So a disciple become a Christian. And some of us, we are not even disciples. We are just born again. A Christian is a born again believer. A disciple who is controlled. Who is governed and ruled by the word of God. So if you are not controlled, if you are not ruled, and you are not governed by the word of God, remain a born again. Don't say you're a Christian. You don't even have a Bible. You don't even read your Bible. How can you be a Christian? Doctors are not people who give injection. To be a doctor, you must go to a medical school, and you must read medicine. How can somebody say he's a doctor when you have not read medicine? When you are not controlled by medical things, you don't even have the knowledge of, of, 
of, of, of medicine. You don't have the books that you need to read. You don't have a Bible and you say you're a Christian. The Bible contains the word of God. What word are you practicing? What word are you obeying? I'm talking about the seed of the word of God. It is the seed of the word that will make you a Christian. So in Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 26, look at this. When the Bible said, unless you are born of water and of the word. It's not talking about water baptism. It said that he may what? Sanctify, purify, cleanse us. Hmm? Yeah, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. So the word of God is water. We are washed by it. That's so when you don't read it, your mind is even still the same. See that Christians, they are still not able to control themselves. They still think evil. The, the many bad things are happening because they, they, they don't even know the word of God. Are you here? You don't like this preaching? I'm talking about the seed of the word. Except, except you are born of water. Except you are sanctified. Except you are cleansed. You are purged by the word. I like First Peter. Uh, is it Second Peter, one twenty-two? He said that ye have what purified yourself by obeying of the truth. You become pure when you obey the word of God. Hallelujah. So the Bible teaches and said, this is how my word is. The word of God. It is like the rain. It is like the snow that comes from heaven. And the Bible says, it shall not return unto me void. When you hear the word of God, when you read the Bible, it is supposed to do something. You cannot drink a cup of alcohol and you say that it will not do anything to you. You've gone to drink brandy, one, one bottle, and you are sitting. It will do something to you. Even a small poison makes a whole barrel of water poisonous. And word of God is more than a poison. The word of God, just a word is able to change your life. I'm talking about the seed of the word. The reason why you cannot control yourself, the reason why you are not well is you don't have the word. And the word is not just something. The word is God himself. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. All things were made by him. The word is in charge of making you. The word is in charge of making you. Transforming you. Changing you. And it's the word that you don't have. You have shoes. You have wigs. You have watches. You have uh, uh, what do you call makeup. Things, you have car, you have bed. What you don't have is the word. All things were made by the word. All things were made by the word. Hallelujah. And without him was not anything made. that was. You cannot become. Jesus speaks and said that without me, ye can do nothing. Without the word, you can do nothing. Without the word, you can do nothing. Have the word of God, my sister. Have the word of God, my brother. You may be dry. You may be barren. But the word of God will make you fruitful. It will cause green, greener places. You will become like a forest. You become so fruitful. You don't need to come from a good background. You don't need to have a rich mother or a rich father. 
Your parents don't have to be educated in order to do well. Expose yourself to the word of God. The word of God is the agent of change. I said the word of God is the agent of change. Hallelujah. All things were made by the word. Who do you want to become? The word will make you. God created the world with his word. And you don't have the word. You don't have the word. You are a Christian. You come to church. I wouldn't say you are a Christian. Because today, when you say that somebody is a Christian, it means the person comes to church. But I want to divide it, that you are born again. Because I remember you came and you, you, you got born again. But a born again believer doesn't mean you are a Christian. A Christian must be what? You must be born again, okay? A disciple, controlled, ruled, and governed by the word of you need to say, it's the Bible. Yeah, whatever you are doing, you're doing, and your undoing must be based on the Bible. I'm doing this because the Bible says. I'm not doing this because the Bible says. Then you are becoming a Christian. Are you there? In John 8, I believe the church 1 and 32, Bible says, Jesus said to those Jews who believed on him, if you follow, if you continue in my word, if you continue, not when you get born again. If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples. Then are ye my disciples. If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples. And the acts that we read, he said, and the, those disciples. So there's difference between being born again and becoming a disciple before you become a Christian. You are taking a shortcut. You can't take that. How can you just get born again and you are a Christian? No. Read your Bible. And he said, yeah, and when, yeah, I have found the, the last version. And the disciples mm, were called what? Christians first in Antioch. Are you a disciple? Jesus define who a disciple is. Those who continue. So you can even be a disciple and you are not yet a Christian. You are following the word, but your character has not changed. A Christian is little Christ. A Christian is little Christ. There must be miracles. You know, the Christians, you saw them. The, the shadows of the Christians were able to wear. The Christians were powerful just like Jesus. Peter goes into Dorcas' house and he raised the dead. You are afraid of darkness. You are afraid of witches and say you're a Christian. You are born again, I agree. Become a disciple. And from disciple, you become a Christian. I need to see little Christ. There must be recorded miracles in your life. There must be miracles daily. I'm talking about the seed of the word of God. Hallelujah. You don't have the word of God. You are far from becoming a disciple. He said to them, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my not if you come to church. If you continue in my word, then I am my disciples indeed. It means we have fake disciples. We have fake believers. We have people who are fake. The church is quiet. I told you it's a short preaching. I'm talking about the seed of the word. I cannot even go further to tell you what the word will do. 
the word will cause you to, you will blossom, you, you will flourish. Yeah. People will not recognize you if you expose yourself to the word. If you say you are born again and they can trace all the bad things, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm not yet a Christian. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, there's a song. Look a little closer. Yeah, when we look a little closer, you must be, you must, we must see that you are not who you used to be. But your language has not changed. And how can your language change when you are still not reading the Bible? Or you don't even have different Bibles to read. You see, we started a Bible project. And those who are reading, I'm, I'm seeing the change. Yeah, a Christian came to me, even somebody who is supposed to. I thought that, he said, that, hey, I did not know that Jesus he fed uh, the multitude on two different accounts. So it was when I was reading that. So I thought that there was a mistake. So I went to the internet to search. I noticed that it is true. It is not a mistake in my Bible. It's, ev- it's in every Bible. <laughs> so, I said, hey. Then a young, a young lady, as she started reading the Bible, said, Pastor, can I ask you a question? I said, yes. So I noticed that in Genesis, when I was reading, polygamy was common. It was being practiced. Is that what is about? A lady, young lady. But you have not read the Bible, so you don't even have basis of, of your question. I said, yeah. He said, but I did not see God. Uh, she was telling me, I did not see God saying anything about it. I said, yes. Yes. Adam had Eve before the fall. Before the fall. Before man fell. Marriage was instituted before the fall. Yeah. So when man fell, God didn't even bother. It is not in an unbeliever to keep one, one wife. Unbeliever, somebody who has fallen. That is why the only time we are able to do that is when you get born again. When the spirit comes, you get born again. Then we can have one wife and one husband. If you joke, you, you, you ask yourself before you were, you were born again, how many guys have you had? How many ladies have you had? So don't come and tell them they were practicing polygamy. The, the fallen man. So as you are trying to marry an unbeliever, I, I, I don't even need to tell you anything. That you will have a lot of uh, competitors fighting for your wife or your husband. Hey. And when you read the Bible, you see that you notice that it is that after the fall of man, even people who loved God, but the spirit was not there. They had many wives. They loved God, all right. But it takes the Holy Spirit to constrain, to make you able to attend to one person. I'm telling you. So, you see, the Bible is the record of the dealings of God with his people in the past, in the present, and in the future. Can I say it again? The word of God, when you read it, you will see that it is the dealing. It's the record of the dealings of God. How God has dealt with his people in the past. And how God is dealing with his people in the present. And how he will deal with his people in the... And it's the one you are not reading. So you are going against the predictions. Now, so when you read the Bible, you become so wise. You know that this is how it is going to happen. And some of you don't read the Bible. So even if God tells you something, like I was uh, asking somebody, 
That if God even should mention, mention you are taking advice from somebody, he said that, watch, this your friend is John Adam. The, the, the person was asking me, is it the Hollywood actor? <laughs> I'm, I'm not making it up. If he's a joker, I will tell you. Is it the Hollywood actor? I said, wow. Wow. Hollywood actor. Hollywood actor. Jonathan. Because you claim that you don't hear from God. You claim that when you pray, nothing happens. But how does God talk? He talks through his word. Do, do you understand? And there is the word that you, you, you don't like. You don't. So if God even so tell you, you are going to visit a Christian brother, then say, don't be a tama. You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand who is a tamer. Because you don't know the word of God. To you, it's your Christian brother, but I said, don't be a tamer. He mentioned tamer, tamer, tamer. Say tamer. Hey, tamer. Should I change my name to tamer? God is telling you about to be raped by somebody who is supposed to be a brother. But you don't know. You don't know. You, don't. you see, that's why you don't hear. That is why you don't hear from God. The basis of hearing from God. The Bible is the language of the Holy Spirit. You don't understand your prayer because the word of God is not in you. Mando adi aha. Lay mandos. I'm talking about the seed of the word. Your life will be beautiful. You will be healed. Bible says he sent forth his word. And he delivered them from their destruction. And he healed them. Your body is sick because the word of God is not in you. You are being destroyed. He said, my word, so is my word that comes. It will not return to me void. Whatever I have said will not come unto me void. But it will accomplish. The word of God must accomplish, must achieve the paper for which it was given. You are the one who don't read the word of God. You like, pray for me. The, the, I will tell you something. In every church, there are people who always fall when they are being prayed for. You see that? It doesn't, all those people were. Ten years, they were when is it, they would spend a like, yeah. They don't have Bibles. They don't read Bible. I'm telling you. So they are always under the influence. They, falling is very nice. You need to fall in different things. But hey, hey. Are you here? Can I continue? Or? Because I, me, I don't even know whether I can really talk about what I'm here to talk about. The seed of the word. Oh, may the word of God change your life. May the word of God bring, look, it will move you from, from somebody who is poor to somebody who is rich. The word of God will move you from being a timid, slow person to somebody who is very confident and bold. Oh, yes. The word of God, you think you are not wise. The word of God will make you wise. Bible says in Proverbs, he makes the simple wise. The word of God will make the simple wise. There's a girl in the Bible whose life is like you and how 
she was transformed. If you don't read the word of God, you have the opportunity to be an Abigail, but you choose to be a Sapphira in the... I mean, you, you have all those opportunities. Because the dealings are there for you to see, but if you don't know, that, okay, this is what is going on. Every one of it is there when you read it. In second Peter chapter 1, verse number 20 and 21. Maybe we should start from 19, verse 19. Second Peter 1, 19. I'm trying. Okay. Even when you go, but you know, sometimes when I'm about to read, I don't even know where to start because the, everywhere is nice. And I wish I can let you see the niceness of the word of God. But time also doesn't allow us. Are you in Second Peter chapter 1? Are you there? Where should we start? Are you there? Wow. I like it. So I'm starting from verse number 12. If I don't control myself, I will read all. (laughs) Because the word of God is so nice. Are you there? Verse 12, the Bible says, Wherefore, I will not be negligent, to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. 13, yea, I think it meet, or I think it appropriate, as long as I am in this tabernacle, as long as I am in this flesh, in this body, in this container, to stir you up by putting on, or putting you in remembrance, Okay, Peter was saying that as far as I'm not there that I'm here, I'm going to remind you. And what is the remembrance? He said, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as the Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Number 15, moreover, I will endure, oh, sorry, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my disease, to have these things also in remembrance. He said, look, even if your pastor dies, you must still continue doing what the word of God says. He said, as I am here, I'm going to remind you of the word of God. A pastor, your duty is to read the word of God and remind the members of the word of God. Hallelujah. To make sure that everybody remembers the word of God, what Jesus has said. When he's coming, what will happen? Remind them. And he said, even when I'm gone, you should also continue. Verse number 16. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. 17. For he received from God the Father, honor and glory, when there came such a voice to him 
from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven where we heard when we were with him in the holy mount, 19, we have also a more sure word of what? Prophet. How many want prophecies? Listening to this. We have a more sure word of prophecy. There is a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn. And the, and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man. But holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Do you understand? Do you understand what you've read? Peter is writing, said that once I'm here, I'm going to uh, remind you of what Jesus has said and what we need to do and all that. And as he continues, he talks about a more sure word of prophecy. And he said that the word of God is the prophecy. If you want to know what will happen tomorrow, read the word of God. The Bible is the more sure word of prophecy. Hallelujah. Don't go and look, look, looking for a prophet to say, uh, I see something. What you need to see is in the Bible. Yeah. What will happen to you tomorrow is in the Bible. What will happen to you, everything is recorded. He said, that one is a more sure word of prophecy. Hallelujah. You don't read the Bible and you are moving around looking for prophet. They will tell you lies. Because the Bible is the more sure word of prophecy. What he has said will come to pass. God is not a man to lie. Hallelujah. So if you want to know the future, you don't need a sangoma. If you want to know what will happen to you, the way you are behaving, you don't need. You read the Bible, you see somebody, you'll be surprised. Hey, this guy is behaving like me. Then you see your future. Have you read the Bible that you became afraid because what you were reading was looking like your current behavior? Say, hey, is that what is going to happen to me? You will change. Nobody will tell you to change. It's a more sure word of prophecy. You are married. You don't respect your husband. When you read verse, you notice that, hey, it's coming over here. You are married. You are joining your husband to tell lies. When you read Ananias, you notice that. I'm saying that it's a more sure word of prophecy. You are married and you want to do the right. You read Abigail, then you notice that, wow. Wow, I can be an Abigail. But you be there and don't read. I said, be there and don't read. You notice that you are walking into negative prophecies. You want to behave like an Absalom. Is there. You also have a talent with your nice hair. It will very soon enter into a ticket. You are about to hang yourself by your talent, by your beauty. 
Your beauty is about to destroy you. If you had read Proverbs chapter 7, you wouldn't think that you are sleeping with somebody's daughter free of charge. You, should, you would have thought that you are committing suicide. If you had read Proverbs chapter 7, it said, a simple man, a simple guy moved, uh, 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 he moved around and he met somebody with a, a dress of a halot. Yeah. And I beheld among the simple ones. I descend among the youths. A young man void of understanding. Passing through the streets. Near her corner. And he went the way of her house. In the twilight. You know? You know twilight? It's not very dark and it's also not day. In the twilight. Uh In the evening. In the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attar of a harlot. Even when you, the Bible records everything. Sometimes when you see somebody's dress, you say, no, 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 I'm afraid of this one. I need to go away. She is not a harlot, but she is wearing the attar. It's a uniform. And subtle of heart, the way they talk, they will sweep you off your feet. She is loud. (laughs) You are seeing yourself. She is loud. And stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. And you know them. You know your friend is like this, but you... you, mm. Now she is without... Now in the streets and light in wait at every corner. The lady is rather the one who is ambushing her. You think that, you see, sometimes men think that they have fallen in love. <laughs> you have been arrested. It's an ambushment. <laughs> so she caught him and kissed him. And with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offering. With me. This day have I paid my vows. It's like, wow. Therefore, come. Therefore, came I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. I have decked my bed. I have my own room. You don't need to think about where we need to go. So I've decked my, I've already laid a bed. I have decked my, my bed with coverings of tapestry. With Carved works with fine lane of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with men, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Hey! All night long. But you should read and see the, the, the end. Let us, what? Go, go to 21. Yeah, I have perfumed my bed with, okay. Okay, let us, okay, let us solace ourselves with loves, with loves. <laughs> 19, 19, for the good man is not at home. Even this is, is even a married woman. 
Even a married woman talking to somebody like that, the good man is not at home. He's gone a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him and will not come home at the day appointed. With her much first speech, she caused him to yield. Uh, when a lady is rapping, you always go and read uh, Proverbs. Cause him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. She goeth after her straight away. As an ox goeth to the slaughter. Or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. So a dart strike through her, uh, his liver as a bed hasted to the snare and knoweth not, knoweth not that it is for his life. Are you there? Hearken unto me now, therefore, all ye children, and I turn unto my way, the way of God. He said, you, 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 you think that you are enjoying life. You, it's your death. You think that if God, oh, it's a nice, huh. You, you, your funeral is coming. Yeah, your funeral is coming. Yeah. When, when, when you read further, he said he has cast down many great people. For she has cast down many wounded. Many people are wounded in life. Many cannot. Look, one day a, a brother told me, he said, Pastor, when you advise me about this lady, I did not tell you the truth. After I slept with that lady. I have not been myself again. Somebody who was topping his class, he, be, he, he almost failed. I'm telling you. Somebody bright, 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 bright. So after that act, I have not been myself. It was like my mind was closed, zipped and thrown away. I'm failing. It was topping English, topping math. One act is gone. She has cast many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell. Her house is the... You have come to church. You have come to see a TikTok girl and you have taken her. The person has gotten born again. If uh, you just... <clears throat> her house is the gate to hell. Going down to the chambers of death. That's the last one, yeah? So as you are enjoying somebody you have not paid the bullet, you, you need to prepare. Write your will because we are coming for your funeral. The father you have seen the person in church, he, she just got born again. He just got born again. You, do you know how many people she has slain? <laughs> you meet a guy shaking a khaki, say, yeah, he's the one. I'm talking about the word of God, the seed of the word. You see, and if you don't have the word of God, when somebody is giving, when somebody comes and proposes all over you, you say it's scholarship. It's your death. It's the word of God that you don't know. Hello? If you knew the word of God, you will notice that this is what is happening. This is what is, and that is about to strike through my heart. Her, her house is the way to hell. Many people have been wounded by her. Strong men are dead because of this person. But you think that you are, you are handsome. 
You are beautiful. You, that's why. <laughs> he, 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 the guy, a guy who is behaving like a girl is open and many ladies have been destroyed by her. The same rap has worked on more than 10 people. You found a strange man, a strange lady. But you see, you don't have the word of God, so you cannot even know what is going to happen. Because the, the, the way the, guy, the lady says, oh, I also love you, it tickles you. It tickles you. You say, wow, nobody has said this to me. With her fair words, with her fair words and fair speech, cause him to yield with the flattering of her lips, she forced him. Before you know what is happening, you are in a coffin. Before you are actually aware what was happening, you see that you are in a coffin. We are, hey, I'm telling you. You see, the life can be very, uh, sweet than bitter. It, you thought that it was sweet, but you noticed that. Yeah. Told that you were you were discovering something, and before you notice, it's your. But you don't read the word of God. You don't read. That's why I'm telling you the the word of God. It is the sure word of prophecy. Hallelujah. Amen. And Peter tells us that no prophecy is of any private interpretation. The word of God that we have, it is not for any specific. It's for all the body of Christ. No prophecy of the scripture is for any private interpretation. Then he explained that the, the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man, but holy men of God were moved by the spirit and they recorded. So whatever you are reading, be guided by it. Hallelujah. Whatever you are reading is going to happen. Amen? Don't think that, oh, in your case, it will be different. No, it will not be different. Are you here or have gone home? Second Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. As we close. Are you there? Can we read it together? One, go. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. 17 there. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all. Did he say some of the word of God or some scriptures? All. All, all scriptures, all scriptures is given by the inspiration of God, by the spirit of God. And it's profitable. Hallelujah. I say it's profitable. Yeah, it's profitable for doctrine. Yeah, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. Amen. But this is what you don't read. So you are not corrected. You are not instructed. You are not reproved. You don't have any teaching. When you read the Bible, you notice that it said, look, bodily exercise profited but little, but the word, the word of God. Have you seen that scripture? 
First Peter uh, 4.8. Do you know that scripture? Bodily exercise. So as you go and you are, uh, you are doing uh, virgin active and all that, this is your scripture that I need to do it. But something better is even the word of God. Do, do you understand? That don't stop going to the virgin active. Yeah, it will shrink your tummy. It will let you uh, be healthy. But it says that the, the Bible is telling you that bodily exercise, the one you are doing, is good. But it profits a little. Do you understand? For bodily exercise, hmm, profit a little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Unto all things. Having promise of this, uh, of the life that now is and that which is to come. It's like when you are godly, it doesn't only profit the body, but the life here. You see, the bodily exercise may profit only the body. But when you are godly, when you practice godliness through the word of God, it doesn't only benefit the body, it benefits the whole life. I don't know whether you understand that you are doing something that profits the body. Okay, and cannot take you even into the future, hereafter. But when you are godly, it takes, it takes care. The profitability of being godly doesn't only take care of the body. But it takes care of the whole life. Because your body is not your whole life. Do you understand? Yeah, you can be physically strong. Physical health. And you may not even have mental health. And socially, you, you are not sound. Financially, it's not working. There are dimensions to this life to which the bodily exercise is one. Can I explain it? Yeah. So the Bible is teaching you that, you know what, don't major on minor. Don't major. You are majoring on minor. The bodily exercise is just a fraction of what life is made up of. But if you were godly, even the fasting alone will even take care of the bodily exercise. Even praying and walking. If you come for all night, by the time you finish, you have walked 10 kilometers. Yeah? I don't need any six hours to go and trot. When I come for all night, I will achieve my 10 kilometers walking. And I would have prayed to God. And my heart will also be pumping very good. So godliness will achieve the bodily thing, will make you godly, will make you spiritual, will answer prayer, will so many things. And you are just concentrating, paying money to do one. But the word of God is not, you, see, you may read this, but you may not see how it applies to you. You don't have the word of God. Or the word of God is nothing to you. Because you have not valued, you have not magnified Bible says that he has exalted his word above everything. And the thing that is exalted is the thing that you don't have. I'm talking about the seed of his word. I need to continue. Yeah. Because the word of God is authoritative and final. Tell somebody it's final. final. Authoritative and final. The, many people can say so many things, but the word of God is authoritative and final. You cannot, you see, the word of God is not for your discussion. It's for your obedience. It's final. 
authoritative. That's why he said that the body without the spirit is dead. It's not asking for your opinion. It's not asking when you died. Medicine said, oh, when there's no pulse, that's how they started. When you don't have a pulse, you, you are dead. Then they notice that no, they have buried people who did not have pulse, but they, they, they were not dead. Then they moved on. They said, when your heart stopped beating, then they moved on. That one or so many people were buried. Then they moved on. That now, if your iris does not respond to light, so when somebody dies and they put a torch, there's no reaction. Then now they've come to see that that one is also not the case. But it is when you are brain dead, when there's no oxygen going into your brain, then you can now. Hey! So can you imagine the number of people who wake up in the coffin and now find out that they, they, they need to now try and die? Hey. <laughs> now they need to try and die properly in the coffin. Why? Because they may not have believed the word of God that the body without the spirit is dead. Jesus said, it will be better. These are the words of Jesus. It will be better for you to lose a limb, a hand, or eye. If your eye is trying, your eye is always looking at pornography. So said, it will be better that you remove that eye so that you can go to heaven than to have your two eyes. If your left eye but you don't believe in heaven. You don't believe in hell. You don't, because you have not read the word of God. Jesus said, it is his word. Our, our attitude and our relationship towards his word will be the basis of our judgment. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will not pass away. Can I tell you something? Yes. Heaven and earth will pass away. But he said his word will not pass away. That is why those who have his word will not pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. His word is is the one that will not pass away. So anyone who has stuffed his word in you can pass away. So if you don't have the word of God, consider (laughs) that you will be passing away with heaven and earth. It is those who have his word. Hallelujah. And Bible said there are three. Oh, I, I, I can't, I can I can't even continue. I think that we will talk about this again. There are three that bear record in heaven: the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And the Bible says, "And the Word became flesh, and He dwelt amongst us, and we beheld His glory as the only begotten." Of the Father, full. I said, full of grace and truth. So the Word was not flesh. When the Word became flesh, we called him Jesus. I'm talking about the Word of God, the seed of the Word. David said, I found your Word. I ate it. It was sweeter than honey and more than honey. Come. Said, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The word of God is a vaccine. As you are taking the COVID vaccine, the word of God will prevent you from sinning. If you see yourself sinning, it means that you have not vaccinated yourself with the word of God. Because when you hide the word of God in your heart, 
it prevents you from sinning against the law. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Oh, it's authoritative and final. Yes, the constitution can give you the right to sleep with a man as a man, to sleep with a lady as a lady. But the Bible is the authoritative and final. And final. So the constitution is there. We obey it. But who will you obey? That's what Peter said to the king. He said, king, who should we obey? Who will we obey? Don't take, don't come up with all sort of human rights. The word of God is authoritative and final. Hallelujah. Without which, we will not know the uh, wrong from right. Now, the things that are happening without the word of God, we notice that it is impossible for us to do what God will have us to do. Hallelujah. Are you here? I'm talking about the seed of the word of God. I've not even started talking about what the word of God is. Because it will begin to show you so many things. The word is a light. If you have the word, you read the word, you will have a light. You will know what to do. See, when you don't have the word of God, it means you are in darkness. You wouldn't know what to do. Bible says, it's a light. It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is also a hammer. It's a fire. There are so many things we are going to go into it. That you notice that when you don't have the word of God, you cannot even break down the small problems that come. Because you don't have the hammer. In Jeremiah, the Bible says, it's his word, not a hammer. And you don't have the hammer. You don't have the word. So when little problems are coming, you run away. But when you read the word of God, you see that spiritually you have a hammer. Why will you say you want to commit suicide? Even the thought, where will it come from? But little things. It's not my word like as a fire, said the Lord. And like what? A hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. The problems that are in your life that are like rock, it doesn't move away. All you need is the word of God. Hallelujah. That is a rock. You will chip it out. You will break every problem away. But you are the one who don't read the word. There are things, characters and behavior that the word of God must burn. Every one of it. But the word of God, which is a fire, is not in your bosom. You rather have uh, pornography materials in your wallet. And a lady like you, you're addicted to a lady, not even a guy, a lady addicted to pornography. Ah! When people are seeing angels, and angels are telling them about their ministry, you are watching people you don't know. You are very fun. May the word of God dwell in you richly. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm talking about the word of God. I said, I'm talking about the seed of the word. Your life will change. Hallelujah. You will begin to bad. You begin. He said, As, uh, so is my word. Isaiah 55. If you read 11, he says, so is my word. Yeah. So shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. Every word of God that has come to us in the Bible, it will not return to God. When you read it, it will have to achieve something, but you have not read it. 
it will not return to God void, but it shall what? Accomplish that which he, he pleased. So when you read the word of God and say that you will be the head and not the tail, say that that word will not uh, uh, return to God without achieving the people for which he caused you to read it. Hello? Do, do you understand? Yeah. When you read the word, it said, uh, say to the righteous, it shall be well with him. It said that word will not come to him. Void. It will accomplish. So when you read it, until it is well with you, it will, that word will not go away. But this is the word you have not read. It will not turn. But what? It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Amen. So as you read the word of God, you see that it is causing you to prosper. It's shining. It's doing so many things to you. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. You see that the word of God is in charge of you doing so many things. The Bible says, you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. So it's the truth you know that makes you free. The word you know. The truth you know. And you have not read it. How will you be free? I'm encouraging you. I'm admonishing you. Come to the word of God. Let's sow the word of God. If you are here, you you have not started a Bible project, please, right after the service. Say, oh, pastor, I'm not in any of the groups. I need to be part. There are books you are reading. Your life will change and your life will never be the same again. May the seed of the word of God uh, cause you to become it doesn't matter where you were born and who your parents are. I see a dry, patch, barren land becoming like a fruitful uh, 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 forest in the name of Jesus. Through the rain of his word, through the watering of his word, through the soaking of his word, the reading of his word, may the word of God dwell in you richly. May curses be broken. May your mind be renewed. May you be transformed. Become a new person. May your character change by the reason of the word of God. May God give you something you cannot give yourself. May the word of God cause you to be fruitful. May, you, may he cause you to bad and bring forth fruits. Bring forth fruits that will be pleasing to the Lord. In the name of Jesus, we speak the seed of the word of God. In Jesus' mighty name. May the Lord bless you. May he shine his face on you. And may the seed of the word of God be sown daily in your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Put your hands together. And stand to your feet. Let us go. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. If you see a loud person who is stubborn, you know that, hey, I've met this person before in the Bible. I want to pray, close your eyes with me, wherever you are. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. I want to sow the seed of the word into my life. I can see that when it rains, it becomes green. And as you are preaching, I can imagine myself also becoming fruitful, becoming better, being transformed by the word of God. I'm going to allow the word of God to come over my life. I'm going to read it in the morning and meditate upon it in the morning, through the afternoon, through the evening, until I see that what I have read 
is having effect and is manifesting in my life, I will continue doing it. Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. I want to be born again. I don't want to go to hell. I want to be able to say, or people to see me and tell me that you are, I'm a Christian. Yes, I have confessed and I have written so many times that I'm a Christian, but today I understand that it is not what I'm saying. It is what people see about me. I, I'm born again. I want to move to become a disciple and move on to become a Christian in the name of Jesus. And you also want to say that I want to begin by being a born again. I want to accept Jesus Christ. Somebody invited me. Oh, I have been coming by pastor. Today, I want my life to change. I want to be a born again believer. Move on to do the word of God. Continue in his word. So I will be a disciple. And when people see me, they will say that I'm a little Christ. This is what I want to do. Please pray with me and pray for me. I want to be born again. If this is what you are saying, all eyes closed. Lift only your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Lift only your right hand. Only your right hand and I'll pray with you. Only your right hand. Lift it high above your head. All eyes closed. This is the most important aspect of the meeting. If God doesn't save you, if you don't receive Jesus as your personal savior, oh, life has not started. You will still be living in darkness. But the light will shine in the darkness and darkness will not comprehend it. Thank you. Every hand that is lifted. Keep it lifted. Father, behold every hand that is lifted. I pray with them and I pray for them. Let the grace of God that bring salvation be their portion. Lord, when all is said and done, may we be together in heaven. Still with your hands lifted. My brother sitting at the back with your hands lifted. I want you to move and come to me. Come, my brother. Come, my sister. You lifted your hand. Yes, my brother. Come. 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 Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Come. You are the reason for this service. Come. 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 Oh, yes. I'm waiting for you. Come, my brother. Come, my brother. From the back. Yes. At the back. You lifted your hand. My brother is there. My sister. Come. God bless you. Come to me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Your life will never be the same. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm waiting for you. Come from the back. Come from everywhere. Come on to Jesus. Come. Come. Come, my brother. Come, my sister. Don't think that I want to do this another time. No, today is the day. Today is the day. Oh Lord, oh Lord, let the grace of God that bring salvation be our portion. You are here, you are not sure. Come, my sister, from the back, come. Come to me. Come. Hallelujah. I feel that God still has people he is touching. God is still touching some people. You know, you know that if Jesus should come this afternoon, you will not make it to heaven. You know. Don't say, I would like to do it another time. There are things that I want to uh, change in my life before I get born again. No. A sick person doesn't need to get well before he goes to the hospital. Pastor, I, I still have a boyfriend. I still have a girlfriend. I can't stop. I, I don't know. I want to go and sort it out before I, I, I will be born again. You cannot help yourself. 
Only God can help you. It's just like a sick person saying that I want to be well before I will go to the doctor. No. Come as you are. Whatever is difficult, come. God will help you. God will help you. Move from the back. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I feel that there are two or three people who need to come. Move and come. Move and come. I'm bargaining for your very life. Come to me from the back, from everywhere. Father, in the name of Jesus, by your spirit, may none of us here die and go to hell. In the name of Jesus. He said, if you hear my voice, harden not your hearts. Don't harden your heart. Don't be stubborn. Don't say, that. Well, pass that another time. No. Come. Come. You are the one I'm calling. You are the one I'm talking to. Move and come. In the name of Jesus. You have less than 15 seconds for us to pray this prayer. Please, all of us in front, lift your hands with me and pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, if you are coming, come. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Quickly. I sense three people. Three. Because of time, I cannot. God bless you. God bless Where is the last person? My brother, come. Right here. I, I sense three people. Two have come. It's left with the last person. The last person. You can never blame God when you find yourself in hell. Because he's calling you. Your heart is beating. You know you are the one. Move and come. Move and come. Move and come. Quickly. Please, let's pray together. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. This afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. From today, I believe in you. Jesus, you are the son of God. You died for me and you rose again. Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart as the Lord, the Savior, and the Master over my soul. Please write my name. Mention your name. My name is... Please write this name. In your book of life. From today, I belong to you. From today, I will serve you. From today, I will walk with you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Say, Satan, from now, I don't belong to you. From now, I don't belong to you. I belong to God. I belong to Jesus. Therefore, whatever you have in me, I reject it. I refuse it. I cancel it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you for the life of your dear ones. We pray with them and we pray for them. Let salvation be their portion. Let your glory be seen in their life. From now, let the work of the enemy cease. Whether it is sickness, whether it is illness, pain, cases, let every one of it drop off them. And Lord, may we see a turning around in this precious life. 
and may they not be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Listen to me, look at me for just a minute. What you have done is the best decision you've taken in your life. What's your name, my brother? Somelezo. Okay, a nice name. That this decision you've taken is the best decision you've taken in your life. This decision will take us one day to heaven. The decision to go to school made us able to write and to read. The decision to work always give us money or put food on our table. But this decision will take us one day to heaven. You will never regret. Amen. I want you to go with our brother there. See, it's, uh, follow me, yeah. It's called Afes. He's going to pray with you quickly and you will come back. And they will serve you also. Can we serve them where they are? They shouldn't come here. We can serve it there unless it's not possible. And they will serve you after the prayer with something very chilled, 100% juice with biscuit to bring the temperature down and your life will not be the same. I'm very happy to be your pastor. This is your church. Be part of it and your life will not be the same. So I want you to go with our brother there. Look at it. Yeah. So please, let's follow, let's follow our brother. You come right back. All of us, can we please follow our brother and sister? There. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, you can do better. Put your hands together for them. You can do better. You can do better. You can do better. You can do better. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and pray for them that Christ will be forming them. Father, we pray that Christ will be forming them. That they, oh yes, they will live for you. That they will continue with you until the very end. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hello. And with us, Father, I pray that those of us here, Lord, your word, may we move from being just church attenders to become born again believers. And Lord, help us to move on to become disciples and true Christian, little Christ, to the glory of your holy name. Thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Please be seated. Okay. One other thing I want to say is that... Um... We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.